Welcome back to the Omni Wellness Studio Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. We got another special episode in store for you today. Like always, if you like the content we're putting out and the message, leave us a review, subscribe, give us some love. All right. Welcome back to the Omni Wellness Podcast. I am so excited, but I'm also a little nervous. I didn't say that when you first walked in. Didn't think it would be great to be like, I'm the host and I'm a little nervous, but I'm a little nervous because this is Kat Brooks and I have known her for about forever. It feels like forever. feels like forever. (laughs) We go way, way, way back. We met in our CrossFit days. Then... We ended up joining the same makeup company. We have traveled the country together, (laughs) which is crazy. We have um, the same nutrition coach, Mm -hmm. and you have been coming into Spartan Smoothies along your wellness path and journey, and I have just seen you grow just as much as you've seen me grow. (laughs) So it's so awesome to have you here. How are you today? You. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a day off from, from my nine to five work, so it's <laughs> always a little bit of That's wonderful. a nice little break, especially yes. this time of year. Are you nervous? I am. I am. <laughs> so we're like both nervous. It's kind of crazy because like we chat probably about the same things we're about to chat about like all the time. I so. know. We've seriously <laughs> been in the car together two times, three times that I yeah. can think of. So one of the times we actually drove from... Our area, the Cartersville, Rydal, Rome area to Orlando. Mm-hmm. We did that one yeah. time uh, for an event. We have traveled from the same area to North Carolina for another event. Yeah. And I mean, we've even shared hotel rooms together. <laughs> it's not like we don't know each other. <laughs> this is true. We could have like hit record on any of those car rides. And oh my gosh, we would have had gold. I know. We could have just played that. <laughs> So we're here because Kat has had an incredible wellness journey. Okay. So we have seen her. She's, she, a lot of people will say that I am disciplined and I am consistent and you are right up there with me. I mean, to see what you've been able to do. And then we're going to talk about this. There was a point where there was just, you were so consistent. It's like all the habits were there. I was the queen of maintenance. Yes. <laughs> the queen of maintenance. And it's like what we're going to talk about what it was that that clicked with you that made something shift. I want to know what shifted because I don't even know, I guess in the past year, would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Past year, maybe yeah. uh, you've just made some major body composition changes mm-hmm. and it's been awesome to see. But first, let's go back a little bit. <laughs> And tell us just a little bit about Cat. What do you do? I know you've got lots of lots of uh, dogs in your family. <laughs> like, there's just just tell me a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We do. So, um, me and my husband um, both grew up um, on the west side of Atlanta, out in Douglasville. Um, we are high school sweethearts. Um, <laughs> so, I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yes. We, oh my gosh. We met when I I think I was 15 and he was 16 when we first met. Um, and he, his dad lived in Douglasville, so he was spending summers there. His mom was in California. And, um, so, so he was back and forth. My best friend went to his church. We met at a church softball game. (laughs) I went to church with her one Wednesday night. So all together total, how long would you say y'all have been together? Like, gosh, I guess it's been like 
40 years since we first met. Oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. We've been married 22. So. There's, no, like, there's no way you're that old. There's no way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, we've, we've, we, you know, and, and, you know, as, as anything else, it's, it's really cool that, cause you're not the same person at 16 that you are, you know, at, at 40 plus. So, oh my gosh, um, you're not the same person at 20, whatever. So we have, you know, we, we, we still love each other. We still like each other, which is even more oh. difficult, I think. And you can see that and you can tell that, um, y'all have a, a thriving honey business. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was like 13 years ago. We, we were in Marietta. Um, so we, we grew up life happened. We ended up in, in Marietta. Um, we were there for about 10 years and, um, we just, it was, there's a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) and, um, and it was just like, okay, we want first, because we were living in Marietta, we had like three quarters acre. We wanted, um, we wanted to get some land and three acres sounded like a lot of land. So we started looking for, um, a brick ranch on three acres, um, fast forward a year and a half into our house search and we ended up on 12 and a quarter acres um, with a two-story um, plantation. Oh, we wanted a, a, a basement. We didn't get a basement. We're on slab. <laughs> but we got a barn. So but that, you got a barn. Yeah, so hey, you can't story. have it all. That's right. So, um, yeah, so so we love it. Um, and now 12 acres feels very small, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. But, um, but yeah, so we started out with some with some chickens. Um, we had, we had dogs and, um, we don't, we don't have any, um, human kids. <laughs> we just have the four-legged furry ones. Um, but yeah, we have our dogs. We started out with the chickens, um, and added, you know, a garden, added a huge blueberry patch. And then, you know, one day my husband was like, I think I want to get some bees. And I was like, okay, I was yeah, terrified like, of ser- bees. I was about to say, what's going through your <laughs> mind when he's like, let's get some I'm bees. Just like, well, I mean, birds and bees in the farm, it seemed to all go together, you know, and, and then, you know, it was, it started out, I was literally just the paparazzi. I was just there to take pictures. I didn't want anything to do with them, but they are just, they're fascinating. I could go on for hours. I will not. Well, <laughs> I've learned so much. And if you're not following their Instagram and Facebook page, go ahead and tell us what that is, because I've learned oh, yeah. so much about bees and the honey making process and the other products that y'all are able to, yeah, to make. So Dazzle Mountain Apiaries is our, uh, which apiaries is a fancy word for bee yard, bee farm. So um, that is our, um, our, our honey biz. And, um, and how do yeah, y'all so, sell year round? So we primarily sell at the Cartersville Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also, the past two years, um, Brandon has done the you um, Harley Farmer's Market as well. Oh, okay. Um, so so we have those two farmer's markets, and that's our primary um, locations that, that you can find us. But we do sell from the farm um, year-round, so our customers can reach out to us. We have a website, but you can't, you can see you can see items available, but you can't check out on the website. We don't have all of that quite figured out, mainly because shipping right. <laughs> is, is a whole thing. Um, so we invite folks to just, you know, check things out that way and reach out to us um, through um, Brandon's number is on the website. It's on it's on the contact information for everything. And you can text him or call him and um, and yeah, just reach out to us and, and come by the farm or, you know, I'm 
bebopping here, there, and everywhere around town. So, you know, I've been known to meet people in, in random parking lots, usually a gym parking lot. So. Yeah, I've been there before. Oh, my gosh. Selling mascara to people. You yeah. know how that yeah. goes. Meeting yeah. in gas station parking lots and, and giving people the goods. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So no, I've learned so much about Brandon just from, yeah. you know, I think I've, we traveled together as couples mm-hmm. on the cruise yeah, um, yeah. back three years ago, yeah. I guess. And that was when, you know, I really met him. I don't mm-hmm. think I'd really met him. And then just getting to know y'all through your, through your social media. And yeah. you are a wonderful paparazzo, by the way. <laughs> and you, the, the, just the information. He is, he is all operations. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> marketing and a little bit of, of product development. Of, See, I've you know, made a great team. We do. We do. We make a good team. So, so Let's go back. So fitness related. Mm-hmm. I know we could talk about you're right. We could talk about bees like <laughs> all day long. Fitness related. So what was your life like growing up? So were you an athlete? Was it something that you just were always drawn to? Like, tell me a little bit about the fitness and the nutrition sure, growing up. Sure. It was a little bit of everything. I mean, we, we, you know, Especially living in the South. Yeah. (laughs) I think we just... It is what it is. We just ate normal stuff, you know? I mean, it wasn't like anything, you know, super healthy or super unhealthy. It was just... Yeah, that's how I feel like I was growing up. I think the only thing that, you know, food-wise that I hear some folks, you know, about is is, you know, the clean plate club. I mean, there was very much like yes. that was, that was, a you know, a cardinal sin in our house to waste food. Ours too. So, yes. and I know Brandon also, you know, growing up was the same way. It was take all you want, but eat all you take. You don't, you don't waste food. Right. <laughs> you know? I think we so, had that growing up and then probably the most unhealthy, I would say consistent food was sweet tea. Ah, uh, see, my mom is a native Atlantan, but I kid her that that's just a lie. And grandma and granddaddy like found her on the street corner in New York City or something because that was never her thing. she does not like sweet tea. She's not particularly fond of grits and she doesn't like peaches really. So I'm just like, are you sure you're from around here? I feel like that I just have not known your mom at all. And uh, here we go again. I actually have spent a weekend. <laughs> At their home. <laughs> At their home. They hosted us and they're like the best like hostess host ever. They're, they're they could the host with the most. <laughs> they are. They could have like their own little bed and breakfast and the food that they oh, yeah. eat and stuff. So yeah. I feel like I kind of got a good beat on your mom. <laughs> so that's a little shocking to but, me. But yeah, we are. We are. We grew up on unsweet tea and water and diet soda. I mean, we didn't even really have like a pitcher of Kool-Aid in the house. Like we just, no, we weren't having a lot of. I you better that clean that plate. Good, but yeah, but 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 if you're putting it on your plate, you better eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And and mom and dad were always were always active. Like you know, I remember from dad played tennis. I mean, like we would, they had a gym membership to a place that had like an indoor pool and had different things. And and even as a kid, like me and my sister both, like we were involved in something. Um, and that was also another way that you didn't waste money. You, you you made that commitment. So I remember, like, we usually sort of flip-flopped between a sport and, and what I call it, an art activity. So we mm-hmm. would decide, you know, we wanted to play soccer. So that was great. Somewhere in the middle of soccer season, I didn't really want to play soccer anymore. But it was like, no, you, you made the commitment. You signed up. We've paid the money. We bought the gear. Like, you're seeing the season through. You don't ever have to do it again, but you're seeing this this season through. You'll see your commitment through. Um, and so I think that was that was definitely an important thing that was instilled that you, you 
you not even just about you know the the investment that you made in something right. but you you made a commitment that this is what you're going to do particularly when it comes to a team right um you know they they're counting on you you have a position and you need to see that through um you can change your mind when that's over right. <laughs> but we yeah, were like so that growing up so too. we did yeah. soccer and then we did um we did dance for a year or two and then we did um softball um for a season or two um i took piano for a year or two um, I don't know that I could play uh, anything on the piano <laughs> ever again. <laughs> um, and then somewhere we ended up towards, you know, high school by that point, and uh, me and my sister both got into color guard. Um, so that was kind of a, a mixture of the two. It was physically active while also kind of being artsy. So, I love that. Um, so I didn't know that about both. the color guard thing. Yeah, yeah. My sister did color guard. Yeah. So she played the flute, mm. but as you know, in high school marching band, like flutes don't really have the spotlight. <laughs> so a lot of the color guard would be yeah. flutes and clarinets yeah. and stuff like that. So, so that's how she ended up doing yeah. color guard. My sister did the, the flag line. I did all the things, um, of course, because that's how I am. I, I do all the things. <laughs> so, so I did the, we had a rifle line. So um, I was on the rifle line and I was captain of the rifle line my senior year. And then we had a, a kick line style drill team. So kind of like a rocket style yeah. drill team. Um, so I was in that and I was um, co-captain my senior year of the drill team. So, yeah. So you have just been pretty active just all the way through. <laughs> so it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, got into, went to UGA, go dogs. <laughs> I knew you were going to put that in somewhere. You get that in somewhere. <laughs> I think it's like ingrained in you somewhere well, in orientation. I think I was about to say, I think when you go to the school, like you are totally like throw it in wherever you need to. Because yes, I know that it's ingrained in you. <laughs> like I actually, um, you know this about Kara. And I thought that was so sweet of you to say yesterday about Kara. My daughter Aww. goes to Georgia Tech. She does. And you said that even though you were a Georgia fan, you are a Kara fan. I am. And um, <laughs> that meant a lot to me. But mm. their whole thing is um, hell of a, I guess, which <laughs> yeah. I'm still learning <laughs> all of the things. And in one of her posts, like I've just never seen Kara talk like this before, but it was like, like, maybe her first post that she made after going after um, us getting her moved in and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And she said, can't wait to be a hell of a good <laughs> chemist. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, it happens that fast. <laughs> the indoctrination. <laughs> well, my dad is a diehard Florida Gators fan. Oh, and how'd that go? Yeah, so <laughs> I think I broke his heart a little bit. Just maybe. a little. Um, but he's a cat fan. But he is. And I remember my mom telling the story that she she came to, to Georgia orientation with me. And she tells me later that, like, dad's only thing was, like, you know, she can go to Georgia, but just don't let her become a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> and after coming home from orientation, my mom was like, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No, especially knowing you the way you are, you truly do immerse yourself in whatever it is that you're doing. I do. Like you, you are, you're going to be all I'm, in. I'm in it to win it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't play if I can't win. <laughs> so you go through college. Did you stay active through your college uh, life? Yes and no. Um, we obviously have, you know. Some, even even the non-athletic people at Georgia have access to some great facilities there. Um, I laughed. I don't know what the security stuff is there now, but before, like, you literally had, like, the little um, thumbprint that you had to use. You only needed an access card to get into the dorms, but to get into the food hall or to get into any athletic facility, you had to do a little thumb scan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
I'm like, the food and the and the equipment is important. We know what the priorities are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So there's some great gems there. So it was kind of you know just off and on, and you know I was I was in a sorority, and you know we'd take our our walks out Millage Avenue is sort of sorority row, and so we you know go on group jogs or trots or walks or whatever it was you know we were up to those days down millage and things so which is just kind of a little precursor to what you ended up doing yes when I met you I mean we talked before about CrossFit being when I met you met you but Mm -hmm. I think what's at the true like gut of your fitness soul is running I I really enjoy running which is crazy because I never liked running I was that kid that you know when you used to in middle school and you had to run the laps and you had to like collect the popsicle sticks for each other I mean it was just like oh that's so surprising (laughs) because of what running now means to you and what it's meant to you you know all this time I think for me it's just it's the ease of it um you know a lot of people say it doesn't cost you just need a good pair of shoes yeah you need a good pair of shoes i mean people say running is free it's not exactly free because you really do need some decent shoes if you're gonna hurt yourself but you know and and good running shoes aren't exactly cheap but um but yeah i mean it's a small investment um that you make and i i love being outside so it you know it helps me get outside time and you know and and now that we have a dog that that we have a a hound dog that um definitely needs some outlet (laughs) and behaves better when he gets an outlet so it's great to be able to have my little running buddy and and we get up and get out and um but yeah i just i really enjoy it and um what got you into like when did you catch the bug so of this is what i'm going to do and i'm going to do it every day yeah i was thinking about that and um um, so 2013, so literally 10 years ago was when I ran my first um, half marathon. Um, my sister-in-law, I was um, her husband's in the Navy, and he was stationed in um, Jacksonville at the time. And so I went down. We were doing this 5K on the beach. It was an out and back. Literally, you just run one and a half miles out and one and a half miles back. Um, they had a red carpet finish. They had these really, they had somehow gotten a sponsorship with this local jewelry company. And there was this custom pendant that you got <laughs> for running this 5K. <laughs> it was called the Never Quit. I don't know if they still do it, but the Never Quit 5K. And um, and she was like, yeah, you want to come down and you know run this 5K? We get this really cool necklace. And it was, I don't remember, it was like a Nautilus shell or something. It was yeah. really pretty. So like, yeah, I, mean, I can, I can be it was enough to say I'll do this. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about race medals. I was just like, yeah, jewelry. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So we did that and I didn't die. <laughs> and, and, and beach runs are not easy. Yeah. They oh, seem yeah. like they would be until you get out there. And, and my thing with the beach is that there's always that it's, slant. It's off camber yes. and the, the breeze isn't coming in, you know, it's kind of blowing you sideways. It's not the yeah. nice, gentle little breeze no. you're thinking it's going to be and it's humid and it's warm and all the things I'd much personally <laughs> I'd much rather run on the road but that's just me yeah yeah probably so I'll but, walk on the beach or uh, run on the but street I'll take the beach over a treadmill I can't I can't Ooh, do treadmill. yes I agree I agree <laughs> but yes yeah, so we did that and then and then my sister-in-law was just like so you know you know since that wasn't horrible there's this there's this thing called the princess run <laughs> which is not what it's called but <laughs> That's what we thought it was called. There's this thing called the Princess Run at Disney World. And, you know, it's a half marathon around the park. So, like, what do you think? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now, were you a Disney enthusiast at this time? I've always liked Disney, but, you know, I don't know that I was, um, 
you know, as down with the mouse as I am now, but I mean, I've always, I've always loved Disney. Yeah. Um, you know, it is, it is magic. Yes. <laughs> so, I have not been in and, forever, probably since my senior year. Well, and having grandparents that lived in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, they had the Florida thing. So, you know, so yep. we would go to, to Disney quite a bit. We almost always went to Epcot. Um, but really, at that point in time, it was Magic Kingdom and Epcot. There wasn't, Disney World wasn't all yeah, the that's things how it was when it is now. We were growing up. And we grew up in Florida as well. And we would do, gosh, I think it was around my birthday. So mm-hmm. every year for my birthday, we would go to Disney World. Yeah. And like you said, there wasn't all the other things. And it wasn't until, I guess, way, way, way later that I, I, I discovered how involved Disney trips can be. <laughs> and I was like... There's the whole like breakfast with the characters oh, and, yeah. you know, just all the things. And I was like, gosh, when we went, we literally just went for the day and came home. Oh, we yeah. got a souvenir yeah. and we were done. Yeah, because it was it was like a two and a half, three hour drive from my grandparents house in Jacksonville. So yeah. my, my poor dad was our was our chauffeur. We'd get up early. We'd drive to Disney. We'd do <laughs> Disney. And then, you know, my poor dad had to drive us all home while we slept. Yeah. <laughs> he know? probably loved it. <laughs> At least he had some quiet time. <laughs> no, Jim, he probably loved it. <laughs> Probably so. But yeah, I mean, that was just, it was just a day trip, right? Yeah. You know, and so, so we did, so we decide we're doing this princess run. And um, so we decide we're doing a half marathon. You know, we literally went from 5k to let's go do a half marathon. And um, we, you know, made some homemade tutus with and got some little plastic Dollar Tree, you know, little crowns. <laughs> and, you know, we just sort of picked a color was yeah. our was our theme. And I was, a, I was a pink princess. And I think she was, a, I don't even remember which color she was. We had like, a blue and like a purple. We had another friend. So we were just this color. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And we get there and there are people in these elaborate, you know, running costumes. I mean, they're, they're yeah, not, they're not, quite I mean, involved. They're, 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 they're geared for running, but I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like, like, this is, this is an like, event. I remember thinking like, wow, that's, that's a lot, but I don't think I'd ever be one of those people. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> I became one of those people. <laughs> So yeah, so um, so it really got me into running, and I I did other races and, and other events and things, and um, eventually got up to doing full marathons. I was trying to think of that on the way here. I, th- I think I've done six full marathons now. I've done the Dopey, which is at, also at Disney, which is a it's it's four days. You do the five k, then the ten k, then the half marathon, then the full marathon. That is wild. Um, so they call it the Dopey Challenge because you got to be dopey. <laughs> Oh yeah, you would have to be. So, but there's a mutual friend of ours where I learned all of this stuff from because I had trained her out of my home a little bit, and as she's telling me about this dopey, <laughs> I'm like, who does this? Who does this? Who does Why this? Would you do that to yourself. <laughs> Even hearing you say it, I'm like, still, who does this? And I've got someone sitting right in front of me who's saying, I've done it, and it really wasn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, you would have to be I mean, dopey. I have to say, like, I mean, it, it it does also sort of instill the 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 need to do more um, if your personality is is, is bent that way, um, because then it's like, oh well, just a marathon feels like, oh well, it's just a marathon. It's not it's not the dopey. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not all that craziness. So, so it just, definitely gives you a so hunger. A marathon is fine. for more. Yeah, yeah. and that but, probably um, instilled even more so. I mean. You know, going back where you were talking about finishing your your soccer seasons, and then I know how involved marching band is, and all of the <laughs> the stuff that goes along with all that. Things, yeah. um, it just flows as far as developing that consistency and that mm-hmm. discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things, you know, 
really do help shape who you become uh, the older you get. They do. I saw a quote floating around the gram yesterday that said something about if I if I got rid of all the mistakes I've made, I'm a ra- I would erase who I am. Oh, I saw and that. I, I saw that too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that really that really strikes because it's, I mean, it's it's your successes as well. But all the you know, life is is always evolving and it's making you who you are. Yeah. So you know, learn from mistakes, but you know, don't don't wish you didn't do them because they they brought you something. Yeah. Even if it there's was, value in every if, failure and every mistake. No matter how painful it is to our <laughs> at the moment yes, to that ego, yeah. I'm just like, and, and that's what I was uh, saying yesterday about a mistake that I had made. I was like, in the grand scheme of things, it really isn't that big of a deal. It's just more of a hit to the ego, yeah, is what it is. So, but everything's going to be okay. It's fine. It's fine. Be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you've got the running thing. So we did the running, and yeah, and I had, when I decided to do a full marathon, I hired a running coach. Um, so I have learned that along the way um, that, you know, and I wouldn't even say it's necessarily if you're serious about something. It's really if you, if it's something that you want to to really invest your time and your and your efforts into, um, whatever it is, consider consider professional help. Yes. <laughs> you know? That took me a little longer to figure out. But Keith has used this analogy before, you know, that if you want to go from here to San Francisco, you really don't need a map. I mean, you can go you, in the general direction. And, that way. Yeah. Yeah, you can stop and ask for directions and figure it out, but you will probably get there a lot more efficiently <laughs> if you would just get a map. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's like when you get a coach. It is. Because I was is. just shooting in the dark for a long time. When it came to my own nutrition and, oh, I can just train myself. But Mm. once you invest in and you find a coach, because there's so many out there too. uh, Once you find one that aligns with your values and you feel like you click with, then just trust the process and just let them guide the way. Absolutely. And that's, and that's key. Um, And that was a hard thing for me too, because to, to learn that you do need to vet your coach and it's okay if you have someone that you just don't click with. Yeah. It's, you know, there's others out there that maybe you will. Um, but, you know, I think about just, you know, I've, I've done kettlebell classes. I've done just, you know, taking aerobics classes. I've done kickboxing classes and, and programs and things and, and CrossFit. You know, you have various coaches. It's usually not the exact same coach that's showing up every single day that you're there and there's some that you just click with better than than others and so particularly when you're looking to go hire someone to to be your coach to you know to be that voice that you're listening to it it is important to have some discussions with them to make sure that that's someone that's going to click and if it's not clicking then that's okay then it's time to say okay great this was good I got the value out of it that I needed and you know and and move on to find Another person that's <laughs> that, right. can, that can assist you. Because the way I see it is that you're growing and sometimes the coach is growing with you and sometimes they're not. Mm. So for me, I can just get a feel for if I've outgrown that particular coach or not. And then is the hardest decision to say, okay, I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have shifted my perspective a little bit in that there's someone else coming along sure that's ready for them Mm -hmm. so i'm creating some space for that person so 
anything, it, it just ebbs and flows yeah. is what it does. Yeah. So if, if I hang on because I'm just afraid of hurting someone's feelings, I'm actually taking up space for someone else that's ready for that particular coach. Um, because I was that person at that time. Like I, I would not have been ready for this particular coach back before I got with them. Oh, for but sure. then when I got with them, it was like they just took me to levels I didn't know were even possible. But then there comes a time where they need to move on, sure. you know, just like I'm not the coach for everyone. Like if someone came to me and wanted to do general lifestyle, I can help you all day long. But the second that you tell me, OK, I want to prep for a show. I'm like, OK, I can recommend <laughs> yeah. someone else. I'm not going to be I'm your girl. Yeah. yeah. And most yeah. coaches know what their limits are. And you you just watch how they how they work and mm-hmm. you watch how they interact with other people. And that to me is how you can tell, you mm-hmm. know, if they're going to align with your particular values or not. Yeah. And it's important to, to understand what it is you're, you're looking for because, mm, yeah. um, you know, it may be a nutrition coach or you think it may be a nutrition coach, but as you work with them, you may find that what you really need is a mindset coach or what you really need is a personal trainer. You need, you know, one-on-one, you know, personal <clears throat> interaction with someone so you know and and it is you know I'm I'm speaking to myself sometimes and it's just like you know sometimes you need to just stop and and take an inventory of you know just I know you thought that's what you wanted but maybe that's not what you need right (laughs) because where are you today and 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 what is it that's going to really be helpful to you yeah that's (laughs) self-awareness that's one of the best things about getting older though is that the self-awareness just becomes a little clearer than what it did before. Yeah. Where you think that you know what you want, but you really do figure out quick what it is that you might need. <laughs> that you might need. Yeah. So and you might not like it. <laughs> so along the way, if you can take us back. So when you're running and, you know, how are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling about your, your body when you see yourself in the mirror, are you liking what you're seeing? Are you still striving for something else? Like sure, what's going yeah. on at that time? So, when I was really sort of at the height of, of my running and doing, you know, the marathons, um, I was still doing my CrossFit and I was pretty much running three days a week, CrossFitting three days a week, and then having like a day off. And I remember having, you know, discussions with myself. You have a lot of time with yourself when you're training for marathons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Not that I would know, but I have trained for a half marathon so. and I'm just going to take the time that I know I had and double it. <laughs> just out there in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with your thoughts. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's those things that, you know, would, especially when you, you know, I, I are, I did not RX a lot. I modded a lot in CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know the CrossFit I, terms, RX. <laughs> yes, thank you. Is as prescribed where they write what the workout is because you walk with, in and there's a workout on. Yes, and, you know this is this is what you're doing. You're, you're going to deadlift this particular weight, and there's two different ones for men and for women. Mm-hmm. And the RX weight could be you're going to lift 185 pounds. You're mm-hmm. going to deadlift that 20 times. They yep. get a lumberjack. 20. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be for the women's weight. Yeah. Well. If that's not a weight that you can safely do and comfortably do, then you can modify the weight mm-hmm. and there would be usually a scaled weight. There was, yes. Yeah. Because yes, they want to make sure you're lifting heavy and, enough, yeah. um, but not the the and, big weight. And and the, the CrossFit gym that we were both at, I think, was very good in the fact that they had good coaches that were concerned with you doing proper form. They did yeah. not want you absolutely lifting too heavy. Um, if you could do the RX, great. If you need to do the scaled, great. If you needed to modify 
to your to yourself to your own needs great yeah just you know do what you could to challenge yourself but still make sure you're not injuring yourself and so i know crossfit can get a bad rap i know <laughs> but injured. i will still defend it <laughs> i will defend it all day long i still see where some people make these little comments about crossfit and i'm like oh, you don't even know you don't even know <laughs> and i said same thing with with finding a coach i'm, I'm sure there are bad apples out there but there's lots of CrossFit gems. There's lots of CrossFit style gems. Find one that supports you. Yeah. Find it's one just that, like anything, you know, any other community, mm-hmm. you know, the, the program itself is not bad. It's usually the people that screw <laughs> it's, it up. It's just it. <laughs> so just do your shopping if that's something that you feel like that you want to do. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, same thing with, you know, any, any nutrition coach or mindset coach or anyone like that. Just, yeah. just find one that you feel like you click with and you'll know it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I, but I remember thinking like, well, I'd be a better CrossFitter if I wasn't a runner and I'd be a better runner if I wasn't a CrossFitter, you know, essentially it's very taxing. If I could, you know, focus all my energies on one thing instead of Mm -hmm. all the things, (laughs) then, you know, then I could be better at, but what's the saying about chasing two rabbits, (laughs) (laughs) but I decided, you know what, that's, I didn't care, you know, this, this is what I wanted. And I was, I was good enough at both to, to do both happily. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it was that point of like, well, do you really, do you really care if you ever just really can just nail double unders? Do you, you know, <laughs> is, a, is a muscle up really something that's gonna, it's gonna be it for you? Yeah. You know, no, you know, and on the same time, like, you know, yes, obviously I had some, some time goals for, for my running, but like, you know, if you run this, you know, sub two half marathon, is that, is that really it? No, I didn't care. So, you know, most of, and and actually most of my timing goals came down and and why I actually hired the running coach was so I could get a sub two, two thirty, a sub two and a half hour half marathon so that I could qualify into certain um, timing corrals at Disney. Because, and, and if you even remotely are entertained by Disney or like Disney at all, I highly recommend people doing a Disney run as their first, you know, whether it be a 10K or a half marathon or certainly a marathon because they entertain you like no one else. Um, the The rock and roll series is a close second. <laughs> so if you're not a Disney person, maybe the rock and roll series is for you. But they have lots of aid stations and they have lots of things aside from the parts where you're actually in Disney World. Um, they put up full scale backdrops along the roadside. Oh, wow. They have marching bands. They have they have a gospel choir at, the, at mile marker thirteen. Oh. When you're only point one miles away from the finish line. <laughs> I mean, they they truly entertain you. And I say if you if as long as you like Disney, if you can't have fun running at Disney, you're not going to have fun running. So that would <laughs> be a good. Is, this is not for you. Good place to start. Yeah, but um, they do have minimum you know, running requirements, pace requirements, like all races do, because they have to open those roads up eventually. Right. Um, so you have, you have timing corrals and, um, there's lots of things to stop and get your picture made with at, at Disney. So, um, so that was always our goal was to, was to run qualifying races that would get us into a corral that started early so that we banked time to stop for things like doing the marathon, um, where the course the course has since changed, but when I did the marathon um, at Disney World, the course you hit um, you hit Animal Kingdom while it opened, so the gates were open, but you were far enough into the park that you were near. Um, and now I'm, I'm going to get in trouble with my Disney friends. The uh, the Everest ride. <laughs> I'm like, what's the ride with the with the with the snow? Abominable snowman. Um, 
<laughs> so you would hit Everest in time to ride that roller coaster. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So there's like race pictures where the entire car, you know, the little pictures they take while you're on the rides at Disney and the whole cars, everyone's got a race bib on because literally we just all piled on to the roller coaster. <laughs> it made a really interesting thing on your Garmin map, too, <laughs> where you were I going. So, yeah. So so that was our goal was to, was to run this, this fast half marathon so that we could qualify for a for a good corral yeah. so that we had time to ride a roller coaster in the middle of a marathon. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I would say that would be a good first experience yeah. if you were so, ever gonna yeah so do I mean, it just we, go know, to disney we 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 got a uh me and, me and my friend that was with me we ran the uh we rode the roller coaster we ate a disney shaped you know pretzel um through hollywood studios we stopped to have a little walk break and shared that with those among us you know <laughs> had some mustard and some cheese cups to dip in you know <laughs> i mean it was again it was like if we're gonna do this and we're doing it here we're having fun yeah so um but yeah so i mean i think it is important to have goals but also important to have you know realistic goals for me and and something that that you that is not just achievable but that you really want to achieve that you're going to put the effort and again the commitment in to achieving like for me the muscle right. up was just not it i really didn't care well <laughs> I, I can tell you that you know i worked <laughs> for i think five years to get the muscle up mm-hmm. and i got the muscle up and that really was about it. I never could <laughs> string them together. Mm. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. And by the time I got the muscle ups, the ring muscle up, they started putting bar muscle ups oh, in the open. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I just felt so defeated because I never could get the hang of the bar muscle up. Mm-hmm. And I would tweak my shoulder and it was just not worth it. Sort yeah. of the same thing. Yeah. And then for me too, it was the walking on my hands. Like, <laughs> You know, I was getting close to 40 and I was like, do I really want to walk on my hands? Like, do I really want to do that? And just all of that together. I was like, and I fought it too. Cause you know, I was, I was there for over eight years and that was like family. Those are people that saw me, you know, through gosh, the hardest stages of my life. Some of them, I ended up having some harder stages later after I. (laughs) after that but there were some really really difficult stages of my life so it's like you do kind of for me at least I just hung on I hung on for too long we could hang on to the people which I'm you know fortunate with the farmer's market I get to see a lot of those people coming through the farmer's market you know so it's it's funny because because Brandon we call him farmer b you know as people come up and he's like now is that a crossfit person or is that a running person like how do you know them and sometimes I'm like I don't know and now of course you know he's because of the farmer's market and then he's very involved in the community. He goes to different schools and does talks on bees and, and things. And um, and actually, if you want to hear about bees, he's been on the Only in Cartersville podcast, um, the, the farmer's market edition, where he does talk about bees. And so, well, he has just grown and flourished himself, hasn't yeah, he? So, um, so he's his own little local celebrity. So it's funny because, awesome. you know, it's it, folks will come up and it's just like, does he have kids coming up to like, him? Oh yes, every time. It reminds <laughs> me having a mom who was who was a teacher growing up. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to the grocery store without without you know mom getting you know hugged and accosted by all the children that she's she's taught right. So yeah, it's the same way now with Farmer B. Like we go to the grocery store and you'll see little kids looking around the corner, peeping, and they're like, "Yeah, that's Farmer B. Or that's the Honey Man. That's, that's, so that's where we get our, our honey from." And they'll come over and want to give them a hug, and you know, so it's so sweet. That is so cute. <laughs> that is so cute. So when did when did we start seeing you at Spartan Smoothies? Like we started oh. doing the challenges. Yeah, you started doing the challenges and um 
and and I, I enjoyed that. So, so I had my running coach, and um, and my running coach warned me that, that and you should listen to your coaches. That's one thing I've learned. I still I still don't always. I'm still learning this, but um, they know what they're talking about. You're paying them for a reason, <laughs> and know? they they do have a bird's eye view. They do. Um, That's one of the things I tell my daughter when she just thinks that I don't understand things. I'm like Kara, when you've worked with, especially in what we did with our, well, what we still do too with our makeup business, but just not to the extent that we used to do it. You do see a bird's eye view when you work with that many women Mm. and you're working not just with women, but women's emotions. Sure. And you see a lot. I just have to tell her, I'm like, I know it sounds like that. I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and that I don't understand. I'm like, but you just have to take my word for it that I've seen a lot more than you think I've seen. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So my, my running coach warned me that I was, I was heading for burnout, but what is, what does she know? <laughs> you feel fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. I'm doing all the races. I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the dopeys. Still like, having fun. Yeah. I'm still having fun. Still and riding she, roller and, coasters. And she's just like, okay, you know, just, you know, just, just be aware, you know? And I'm just like, oh yeah. And, um, for my 40th birthday, I somehow, um, ended up deciding to qualify to be a marathon maniac, which is to run one of, there's various ways, but one of the ways you can qualify is to run three full marathons in three months. So. <laughs> if y'all can't see my face right now, <laughs> so <it's> actually quite <laughs> so, perplexed. So I started that with the dopey <laughs> in January and then did the Mercedes um, in Birmingham, Alabama in February um, on Valentine's day and then did um, which was cold that day also. <laughs> and, it, you know, if, if you're thinking about doing it, just, just know that, that that race has some of the things that I dislike most about um, some race courses, or at least it did at that course at that time. This was, you know, seven years ago, so they, maybe they've changed it. Um, and that the full marathon is, is basically a double loop of the half marathon. Loops so, are the... So you're with oh. you're with this big group, and then half of them are peeling off towards the finish line that you can see, but you're not one of them because you're going around again. Because <laughs> you sounds up just for about the as bad as an out and back. Like one loop yes. is, I would think, yes. ideal, but to know that you've got to do it again. And and for me, it was the worst because for me during a marathon, the the 14 mile mark to the 20 mile mark is my dead zone. Um. Mm-hmm. There's, it's the, it is the depressive zone. There's nothing to look forward to. Once no. you've hit 14 miles, you're halfway done, but you still have halfway to go. <laughs> Everything is just another mile. Yeah. When I get to the 20 mile mark, and, and again, this will sound crazy to some, but any runners out there will get what I'm saying. When you get to 20 miles, I only have a 10K left. And that, there's hope in that. Yes. <laughs> there's hope in, it's just a 10K. We can just do a 10K. We're good, you know. So, but that, but that little zone there, those six miles are just, are just sad. So you're hitting this double loop at, at you know, for me, at my, my lowest point. <laughs> the runner's high is gone. <laughs> and um, thankfully on that run, they're just, you know, people come, people come when you need them. And there was this local who had it was also part of a running crew that had a bunch of supporters on the sidelines and she took up with me and <laughs> I mean and she just helped me along like, and you. we'd run into her friends cheering her on and they were cheering me on all of a sudden and yeah and it brought new life to me and 
<laughs> and I didn't, I didn't hate my life choices at that moment. In that moment. <laughs> so and it also had an uphill finish, which is also horrible. <laughs> I was thinking that one of the things you were going to say would be a hill. Yeah, yeah. If you have to, if you have to pass the finish line, really in any way, shape, or form, and then come back to it, it's just, it's just you're, mentally, it's just defeating. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then anything uphill is just hard. <laughs> And then you did a third marathon? And then I did the third marathon because they found out, I swore I was never going to do the Georgia Marathon again, which is in Atlanta, which you start in Atlanta at Centennial Park. Again, at least the course at this point in time. Um, you started at Centennial Park in Atlanta, and you basically ran to Decatur and then ran back. It was not a loop, but you you know, you know took a different way home than, than you got to Decatur. <laughs> but you ran to Decatur and back. Yeah. Um, and um, and Atlanta has a lot of hills, yeah. and and even in March, that one was in March. Um, it still can be warm and humid, and you um, never know what you're going to get in March. It is a hard one, and I've run the half marathon course on that one a few times. I've run the full marathon, I think. That was my third time, and that was they, the 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 crew came. We had a health fair at my office building, and they were there. And somehow it came up that the race was going to fall on my fortieth birthday, um, and so they gave me a free registration. Oh, you can't turn that down. <laughs> That's right, and I couldn't waste it on the half marathon that was much cheaper than the full marathon. <laughs> So that was a no brainer. So yeah, so why not? Even though I swore I was never going to do that course ever again because I hated it so much. <laughs> but it was free and it was my 40th birthday and I was like, "Huh, why not?" So I had two other running friends um that graciously agreed to do it with me that also had sort of sworn off full marathons, <laughs> much less that marathon. Um and so one of them who who also helped me with a lot of my Disney race costumes. Um she makes costumes and she makes she she makes running gear cute and makes it but you comfortably look like, you know, Cinderella, yeah. whoever you need to look like. Um and so she made us all these little headbands because, you know, one of them had turned 40 like the month before. One was turning 40 the month after. So, of course, I had mine that had, you know, it's my 40th birthday. And I think her said something about like, you know, I can't thank the two of you enough for turning 40 before me. And, <laughs> and the other one was like, you know, 40, been there, done that. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So so it did it did make it a lot nicer <laughs> to, to, to do. But, yeah, that was like. I mean, in training, all the training for that, the training for a full marathon is really one of the reasons why it's really not on my, I, I wouldn't say, I, I never say never, but that I would never do a full marathon again, but it's definitely not on the to-do list anytime yeah. soon because of the training. I mean, yeah. you're just running all the time. And especially with having them that many back to back, it was just when I was done, I was, I, that was it. I was right where my coach warned me I was heading towards and I was burnt crispy. I didn't even want to run one mile, much less yeah. even sign up for a 5K or something. It just was not fun. It just so what, wasn't fun. What year is this? That is 2015. 2015. So, so eight years ago. Okay. So, so yeah. But um, one nice thing about when you're running that much is I didn't really care about what I ate. I mean, I ate I, what I thought mindfully. I think I ate generally nutritious things. But, you know, I was running so much. I was burning off so many calories that I could you know, I could definitely have major cheat meals and it wasn't, it wasn't making yeah. anything move anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, if you stop running that much, you probably need to stop eating the Snickers bars. <laughs> Y'all you know? make a note of that. That's right. You know? This is your take home point from the entire podcast. Right. If you're not going to be as active, yes. then 
Yeah, Stop eating the Snicker bars. If your calories out greatly diminishes your <laughs> calories in, it needs to be significantly reduced. <laughs> but I didn't really do that. <laughs> hey, we like to learn. <laughs> That's right. Through experience. That's right. So, um, so yeah, so it was just like, oh, darn, wow, that scale, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> you know? So I tried to get, you know, back into to CrossFit more, eased my way back into a few races here and there, um, went went back and started doing a, 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 um, a kickboxing class. Um, oh, I remember when you did yes, that. Yeah. Yes, which is a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, you know, smacking the heck out of something is a lot of fun. <laughs> You really have so. done just about everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was good. But again, it was just kind of, it, it didn't, um, and I and I enjoyed doing a class or two, but just having it just as my primary thing just really wasn't it. Um, and then, you know, work life, you know, picked up speed and it was just more and more difficult to get to CrossFit on time. And I do not like being late to class. I don't like being that you person. Were commuting that, as well, right? So you commuted yes, to Atlanta. So, yes, I work in Atlanta. My office is in Atlanta. And so, you know, trying to get to, to class on time was hard. And I just, just more stressful, I just, I just it sounds think, like. Yeah, it was. And, and, and I don't like being that person who's late to class. I don't like coming in late in the middle of the yeah. warm up. Like, I just don't want to be that person. So, no, like, because when you are, <laughs> you can. Just about guarantee hearing something from someone. Just show up anytime. <laughs> it's like, just, <laughs> I'm get, sorry. Get here when you want to, Kat. Get here when you want to. I'm we're, sorry. We're all just here for you. <laughs> I heard that a time or two myself as I'm trying to get my kids to school and driving across town and we lived out of district so i'm trying to drive to the high school and oh, then drive yeah. to the middle school and then i'm trying to make it to the crossfit class that you know they moved up 15 <laughs> minutes and oh, i yeah. would walk in and i'm already stressed and then you hear that and it's just like yeah, yeah. it got to a point to where it was just like this is this is just not it no yeah. we got to yeah. move on so so yes yeah, so i did some things and then um worked out with a personal trainer that I still um, see usually once a week, most of the time once a week, sometimes you know, schedules again. Now we can plug her because she was yes. my trainer too. Yes. Jennifer Plummer at yes. Fitness First. Um, she is, she is fantastic. She and, is. And I love, you know, having her to be able to just, you know, help me dial things in because um, our coach who is um, heavy D training coach, yeah. uh, coach D, yep. um, he, uh, Doug is, is virtual. For me, mm-hmm. so everything is, is coming is coming across being you know being sent. So it's nothing in person. So yeah. it's not like Doug's right yeah. there with you. So and and sometimes I have I'm I'm not always the best at at challenging myself um, weight wise. Yeah. Um. You know I am. How old am I? Am I forty seven? Yeah. <laughs> like forty seven. I'm forty eight. You sound like me. I'm like how old. How old am I? I was like, oh, I'm going to be 45 yeah. next month. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that happened fast. 40, 47, almost 48. <laughs> and so, you know, the idea of injuring myself is something I would like to avoid. Yeah. So, you know, so it's nice to be able to, you know. You, in, Longevity in my, is definitely a word that yes. you start hearing yes. in your mid-40s. <laughs> so my strength training programs are are. are Four weeks at a time. And so I like being able, I try to alternate, you know, which, which day is, is hitting on the day with her. So we can kind of try to dial in, you know, where should I be? Where should that be? You know, so I can really feel like I'm, I'm hitting something good um, that's challenging, but also safe to do, 
you know, with or yeah. without a spotter if I, you know, so far no one has rushed to my side at the gym. So assuming get, I look okay, yes. <laughs> no, one's, no one feels they yes. have to save me. Sometimes I'll <laughs> just, I don't need someone, like I'll know if I need someone right mm. on top of me. But there's other times where I'm like, it, it might be a good idea just to let someone know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be like, if I hold this on my chest for just a little too long, feel free to come and help me. Right. But you don't need to be right there. Just be on the lookout. And sometimes here. just knowing that someone's watching mm. and someone can come, I can usually do just fine. It's, yeah. It's but helpful. I know if someone needs to be right there, like with their <laughs> Yeah. On that bar. Yeah. Which is usually my days with Jennifer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, She's great. She's great. She's in Cartersville and she's the one that helped me go from CrossFit just to bridge that Mm because I, again, thought I could do it on my own. And I'm the type of person where I'll either do too much or I'll do too little. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that in between. between, So with her, we weren't sure if we were going to go in the actual like stage competition Mm. uh, direction or if we were going to go in the powerlifting direction and with where my mindset was at the time and she helped me figure this out with her part of the reason that I went to her too was because I knew that she had done the powerlifting Mm -hmm. competition Mm -hmm. and she had done um, actual bodybuilding competition Mm -hmm. so I was like well she may be a good person just to help me sift through some of this stuff and she she knew where my mindset was probably before I did again (laughs) The benefits of having a good coach. Yeah. Uh, she she knew that I was not in a place mentally to be able to get up on stage and mm. be judged on my appearance. Yeah. So looking back, I'm so glad because I was still in that, you know, what my body can do trumps what my body looks like. Yeah. And I'm so appreciative of her for that and helping guide me in that direction. The only reason I never stepped foot on a powerlifting platform to actually compete was because 2020 happened yeah and that whole year that was the year (laughs) that we were going to compete I was going to compete and it just and then everything went sideways that year yeah Yeah. but I'm so so grateful to her because I was able to learn that you know a strong back is what gives you a strong mm. squat bench and deadlift I never would have connected the dots if it wasn't for her because I'll be like why are we doing this back stuff why are we doing back? Like, I don't understand. And she's um, like, just trust me. And now that I'm on stage doing bodybuilding competitions, my back is, is my, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's my best side. Yeah, and I yeah. never would have experienced that. And I, I never would have seen that yeah. coming. And she's another one I gave credit for, for, for really um, making sure that form is, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is heightened. Is, is and does she is, not have focus. the best laugh? And she does. <laughs> And also that she's also very big on making sure you're stretching and working your mobility and, you know, and, and all of that is, is just important and things that you, like you said, you just wouldn't think, um, are as important as they are. (laughs) If there wasn't someone making you do them and you're like, oh, oh, that does feel better. (laughs) She's just like, (laughs) (laughs) once again, I I pay you and you know what you're talking about. It's it's amazing how that works. How it works. (laughs) Connecting all the dots. That's right. You You are a professional. Um, So yeah, so I was working out with her and then, um, you know, pandemic hit. Life went topsy-turvy, times of having to be here or there, and just being able to, to make those times work didn't, didn't always work. Um, and, 
and you were, I knew you had had a coach and, yeah. and we're doing great. And I think I remember asking you if, if he trained normal people. Yeah. <laughs> I get that question a lot. I get that question a lot. They're like, does he just train like normal lifestyle people? I'm like, yes, yes, he absolutely does. <laughs> yes, he does. So, um, yeah. So, but even with normal so lifestyle people though, his, his programs are pretty strict they're, and they're very detailed because that's and, what I started out as. And I remember being like, okay, he knows I'm not going to compete. Right. Like, <laughs> why are we doing all this? Well, and it's, and it's interesting because, um, I, I get it now, but at the beginning yeah. it was, it was somewhat shocking to me that he didn't offer strength training or nutrition separately. He offered se- nutrition separately. If you already had your strength training and you just wanted him for nutrition, that was a service, but you couldn't get strength training programming without getting nutrition. Um, and I was just like, well, I don't really care. I've, I've got nutrition down. I'm, I know what I'm eating. I'm, I'm a, I, I know how to eat right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a mindful eater. I'm because know. it's so backwards, right? Like so many people, like it's not just even a women thing. Yeah. It's a people thing. We see yeah. this across the board is that they think that the training is what's the problem. That's the problem. I'm just not exercising enough. Yeah. So just I'll just go harder more. and I'll just yeah. do more cardio and I'll just add a day. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. Like no, usually just, the training, if you, if you've got a good consistent training program, that's good. You're, yeah, you're I'm there. Sure. It's that nutrition piece. But yes. You do, you know, I mean, the the whole, uh, you know, thing that people use all the time about, you know, feeding the fire really, really is accurate. I mean, if you mm-hmm. really think about your, your body's metabolism the same way you do about, you know, building a fire, like if you just, you know, just dump a whole bunch of logs down, gigantic logs and, and just toss a match in there, it's nothing's going to happen except no. the match is going to burn out. You know, you can't, you can't do that. You've got to, you've got to give it fuel you've got to give it oxygen you've got to build it slowly you've got to get it going and then once that fire is going yeah it's burning but again it's going to burn out if you don't give right. it fuel and give it the right fuel again even a, a big roaring fire if you dumped a pine tree on it it's it's going to burn out you've exactly. got to give it the right fuel for where it, for where it is you know sort of in its cycle as well so um so i was started doing the strength training i was kind of sort of mostly following the nutrition <laughs> And ex- I will say executing a meal plan is something you have to learn as well. Yes. It's, um, it, so, it took me several months of just trial and error. And some days it was, okay, well, we're just going to start fresh because he does programs every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And there were times where I just felt like this last particular week, it was just a wash. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're going to start fresh with this one. There's always... Oh, there's always ways to just do better the next day. Sure. And and for me, part of it, which I know I've talked with you and Keith about is, is also, I mean, it's, there's so much learning curve into all of it through doing whatever workout it may be. This, the strength training between that and Google, I could figure out whatever, right. whatever exercise was on the strength training, yeah. dialing in weights and things that was, you know, something else to work on. But I knew, I knew what a bicep curl was, you know, I knew what a bench press was, yeah. I knew what a squat, a squat was. Um, so I could do those things, learning just how to grocery shop. I mean, what, how much, how much lean red meat do I need to buy in order to cook it to be five or six, seven meals worth of you know, of 115 grams. Yeah. Cause as know? we've talked about before, you, <laughs> yeah. you don't live just five or 10 yeah. minutes from a grocery store. Yeah. yeah. So, so we you're... do our grocery shopping once a week. That is it. We're at the grocery store for the week. And, and you know, we're not, 
near store. Yeah, because we do live on acreage out in, out in the quote unquote country. Yes, <laughs> um, I wouldn't say quote unquote. <laughs> it's country. <laughs> If I can see a neighbor's porch like <laughs> vaguely through the woods, then it doesn't count to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Y'all, if you could see her driveway, you would be laughing right now. <laughs> but but yeah, so um, so yeah, so it is. It's a it's you know it's a it's an event <laughs> to yeah. go grocery shopping. So it definitely once a week. takes some, and it's not something you can just pick up because even even my gym isn't necessarily near a grocery store. I'm not going to pass a grocery store or somewhere to pick something up on the way home. Even stopping you know at the gym on the way home. Yeah, because so, even um, your gym isn't close to home. <laughs> it's close to home, but it's not close to the store. <laughs> True. Close to my home. <laughs> I'm just thinking. So, yeah, everything guess, is kind of more is a little more remote. So it does. It just well. Let me put things planning. in perspective. We live three to five minutes from everything that we need. <laughs> so anything more than that would would be. Yeah, yeah. We're out of the way. Ten to fifteen miles from you know. Really, we're, we're ten miles from the nearest Dollar General. Yeah. So <laughs> let's know? just say when my when our gas light goes off, we have we still have days. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, the gaslight comes on. You better get there. Yeah, we still got <laughs> so, days. Or, or make sure you've got some gas tanks in the garage because <laughs> right. you're going to have an issue. But yeah, so it was just learning, you know, how to shop for things, learning, you know, and and learning to enjoy the cooking process. You know, for me, you know, it was it was learning to say, okay, it doesn't it doesn't have to be bland and tasteless. It can be, you know, something that you enjoy. It can be something that that Brandon doesn't enjoy, but you do, like bell peppers and mushrooms and zucchini and cauliflower and you know, all those things yeah. that I really like that he yeah. really doesn't. So great i can cook them up you know i mean he's he's made the joke that sunday afternoon is sunday morning is, is grocery store and sunday afternoon is is meal prep and so he he's made the joke to folks that every sunday afternoon it looks like thanksgiving dinner is being prepared in our kitchen because there's everything's out and you know we're cooking it up and it smells great and, and you he, do such a beautiful job with it <laughs> what's your instagram name if you don't mind um, people knowing no sure yeah it's cat brooks 310 okay so cat so. brooks 310 you need to just go check out her meal prep because this is not, first of all, the Cat Brooks 310 that I knew <laughs> from before. I can see just how much trial and error yeah. and how much effort yeah. you have put into your meal prep. And it's just a gorgeous meal prep. And you post yeah. a picture every Sunday and I love seeing it. And I'm just so proud of you because yeah. I'm like, I know how hard that is. I know how hard it was for me. Uh, the meal prep was just because it, it isn't, it's, it's not just a matter of just getting the plan. Yeah. You do have to plan your grocery trip. You've got to cook the food. You've got to execute it. Yeah. Sometimes I would do all of those things except for the execution part. <laughs> I'd be like, eh, I don't really feel like eating that today. Yeah. And it would sit. Yeah. You actually have to eat the food. <laughs> like there's, there's parts to this that you just think are so easy and you're, but yeah. sometimes I'm not in the mood to eat a particular thing. But I'm going to eat it because I've cooked it and it's there. Yeah. And that's the part I think, like I said, it's, it's the part about, you know, get, getting creative and thinking about the things that, that you enjoy eating that maybe you don't cook because you're cooking for more than yourself. And so you don't normally cook these things, you know, and and you can you can have them and you can look forward to them because, you know, they are they are something just for you. Yeah. Um, and you can use so, so many different seasonings and. Oh, yeah. The sauces. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's just, I mean, there's just a lot of things to, to get. And there's, there's meal prep companies out there. I mean, I've gotten my inspiration for a lot of my meals from, you know, times when I didn't either didn't cook enough or didn't have time to cook because we were coming back from vacation or whatever. But, you know, I've grabbed one of the ideal meals from Spartan Smoothies or something like that. And I've been like, oh, well, this is really good. Cause I usually yeah. try to pick something that's as close to what's on my, on my plan as, as possible. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, oh, well, darn, if I just, you know, put some buffalo seasoning on my chicken, it's going to taste delicious. <laughs> Who would have known? And I'm not even a, I've never been a sauce person. Yeah. But when you do eat quite a few of the same things over and yeah. over and over again, I did have to get creative. And yeah. one of my favorite things was the GH Hughes. Yes. Oh, I love them. And it's the sweet chili. Yes. Which has only like five calories per yeah serving Mm -hmm. which is a to me it it was a good size serving because some of them are one tablespoon and some are two tables yeah this was a two tablespooner yeah and it was five calories so i would actually mix the sweet chili with mustard this this was like deep in my show prep and i could not take in any extra anythings i have have become a connoisseur of mustards too (laughs) well i was never a mustard person and the only thing (laughs) that drove me crazy about the mustard is i'm not the um tidiest when i eat sometimes <laughs> yeah. and mustard that stuff stains stain. it will yeah for sure i was so <laughs> mad i probably ruined like three shirts just because <laughs> i wouldn't slow down when i was trying to eat yeah yeah so but yeah so learning the the nutrition to, to really be able to to execute a meal plan um was key and i remember um back when i think we were still living in marietta and i was doing um some kickboxing at a, at a gym out there and they had a challenge and, um, and it had a nutrition piece. And I remember specifically asking, I was like, am I allowed to have cheese and wine? Cause if I have to cut out cheese and wine entirely, I'm not doing it. I mean, and I was, I was dead serious. I was just like, look, I'm just, I'm just not, Yeah, <laughs> you know? which that's where I was in my that's life. That's where you that were. Was not, I, 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 it was not willing to give those two things up. Life was too short. I know. Um, I actually remember know. a time Let's see, when would that have been? So like 2000, let's just say 2008. Let's say 2008. So I would have been like 29 years old, coming up on 30. And yeah, I was not going to give up my wine. I wasn't going to do it. And I remember though being so aggravated with how my body looked. So I'm like, I'm doing all this exercise. I'm eating relatively well. Again, Mm -hmm, like we talked about, like, (laughs) you know. You think you're doing great. (laughs) I think I'm doing great. I think I'm doing the right things. I am training and not even in the depth of where I ended up when it came to drinking. Like it was yeah. what I would say, quote unquote, normal people drink. Yeah, yeah. And I was still so aggravated with the way that I looked. And my friend looked at me and she just flat out told me, she's like, are you willing to give up your wine? And I was like, like no. no. <laughs> she's like, well, then you're going to have to stop whining about your body not looking the way that it, but she was someone who drank too. So yeah, it's not like yeah, she so was, she was telling me, you know, really like put up or shut up. She just knew that yeah. you couldn't have them both. You need to, you need to get realistic about this. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it, that stuck with me. Yeah. That really did. And then it was still another 10 years before I finally said, okay, we probably need to give this up. Well, no one told me that. So, <laughs> and in fact, this play, this challenge that we did had three different levels, and I was doing the amateur level, which I remember I was allowed four ounces of wine 
um, every other day. <laughs> so I had, I had a, I had a Disney wine glass <laughs> that, that had little lines on it. And so I measured out which line was whatever. So that was my, that was my little treat. <laughs> but it did teach me that you can control your consumption. You can like, you know, yeah. have it. people would be shocked to know how much four ounces oh, of hardly, wine actually it's hardly is. anything. When that's all you're it's getting, like, you savor. You you do you do learn to become a little bit of a connoisseur and to make sure that those sips taste delicious. Yes. <laughs> because otherwise it's just not worth even the four ounces. Exactly. Because the calories are going to be the same whether it tastes good or not. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yep. So um but yeah so so then fast forward, you know, with Doug and you know, and and I do I do think it's important to give yourself some grace, um, particularly when you're when you're starting anything new. Um, it it is to me, you know, looking back and looking where I am now, I think I needed for there to be little baby steps, even though oh, I was yeah, getting the absolutely. nutrition plan and the and the strength training plan. If I had really gone all, if I'd done my usual all or nothing, I'm going to charge into this and I'm going to follow it absolutely to the T from day one. I probably would have would have would have done it and then burn myself out and quit and found something yeah. else to do yeah because i i would have made drastic changes too fast and and it wouldn't have been sustainable yeah. whereas if you just find a way to work the different steps in to your and just life get a little bit better <laughs> yeah each so day it was like okay let's let's just get back on track of actually executing a strength training plan and and hitting your days and figuring out you know what that looks like and and for me at first it was just using some weights that I had at the house and and using the free gym that I had at work um but then it was okay this is a lot of modifications so you know I don't want to have to modify things and so you know let's 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 rejoin let's let's find ourselves a gym so that we can we can do that okay we've done that okay now you know I'm not sure we're challenging ourselves enough let's you know let's reconnect with our trainer let's let's dial that in so there was there was a progressive dial in of of truly executing the strength training plan yeah it sort of went in conjunction with okay let's figure out this nutrition plan but i was still you know Enjoying more than I probably wanted to admit to myself of of not doing things on the plan, yeah. Um, especially especially dinner time, um, evening times. You know, having that extra cookie, having that glass of wine every evening. You know, whatever it may be, which you know, some evenings might have been two or more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's been a hard day. I need this. You know, so and then also for me, um, because a lot of times it was you know like the last thing I'm having in the evening is having my, my, my glass of wine is I was noticing I was getting more heartburn, almost like a reflux. Mm. And, and my husband was actually one. I was like, well, you know, I mean, it is kind of acidic. Like you think it's the wine, you know, no, it could possibly be that it's got grapes and stuff. It's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I'm only laughing because I've said these things know, to myself, true, right? You know, it's all that's got resveratol yes. or whatever it is. It's in the grape skins that's, yeah. you know, it's not in white wine, but I still, I like it. <laughs> you know, you'll what's that? What's that say? You know, you, you get to keep the excuses you fight for. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You you get to keep them. You yeah, know? <laughs> so. I've told Keith before. You know, when we start, he starts doubting something, or he's trying to figure out if something's going to work or not, and he's like, "Well, maybe we should just Google it." I'm like, "Look, you can find any answer you want to find, 
if you Google it enough. <laughs> this is true. I'm like, that's why I don't really like to ask for too many people's opinions because yeah. everybody's going to have everyone's got one an opinion. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's right. And you can find anything to support what it is that you're wanting to support. Sure. If you search enough, well, you know, and, and, and it makes me think of something that, that Brennan says all the time about about beekeeping, which is very true. Is you ask twelve beekeepers a question, get thirteen answers. <laughs> And it's true because everyone's got their own way of doing things. And there's a lot of things that aren't exact sciences. This is not one plus one equals two. There's so many different factors that come in. And what works for one person will not, I wouldn't even say may not, will not work for you exactly the way it worked for them. Because everything about you is different. You are unique. So, you know, even if I followed we have the same trainer i was we just about to, to say gym. yeah i could follow doug's plan that he gives you exactly and i'm not going to look like you, <laughs> you know, because because i'm not you and so, that's what i actually like about the whole nutrition and training thing yeah um sometimes i'll worry i'm like oh my gosh you know is is, is he going to be mad because i'm not looking the way that he thinks that i should look and you know i'll stop it because he's never first of all <laughs> Never been mad at anything that I've done ever. Um, But I know that he's just giving me the plan and then he's waiting to see how my body responds. responds. He's not, if my body doesn't respond the way he thinks it's going to respond, that's not a reflection on me and it's not a reflection on him. It's just data collected and we just pivot and we move in a different direction. And he's not going to give you something and a good coach he included with other good coaches are not going to give you something that's not going to help you reach your goal. Right. You know, because, you know, what, what you want or what you may be upset with or not upset with, you know, he's going to be able to, your coach is going to be able to help you dial it in, but it is going to take adjustments. It's going to take the the learning process. And one of the things when I I have a, a half marathon, I actually have a challenge because again, just doing the one, this isn't enough. So me and a group of friends are going back to Disney for the, for the princess uh, half marathon weekend. And we, course they have a what's uh, they have a challenge so you do the 10k they don't have a full marathon they only have a full marathon once a year so i'm not doing that one um so but it's a half marathon they do have a 10k half marathon challenge so we signed up for that and then of course there were some other friends that were doing the 5k so we thought well why not so we're doing a 5k a 10 and a half (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so we've got that and 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 i loved that doug was you know i loved one that, that that when i started telling him about this that he thought that it was that it was optional. And I'm like, no, if I'm talking about it, it's done. <laughs> that registration fee has been paid. This ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but he was just like, okay, like it, if you're going to just know, I remember him saying, just know that running with that much running, you're going to lose some muscle. And I'm, I'm getting to that point because I'm starting to hit my truly long runs. You know, mm-hmm. I, we had a six mile run, which is still kind of medium for me, but we had an eight mile run, which is, which is really in my mind, you're, you're hitting, you know, considerable distance. You're really hitting your, yeah. your, your, your longest runs. Um, and yeah, after, you know, body scan, it, it's, you know, it moved down like a half a pound, <laughs> but it was still like, oh, I know, there, but you know, it'll there, come back. There it is. There's what he's. This is just the season that you're in right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like okay, you know, it's just it's just getting your mind adjusted. But it is, you know, knowing that those are the things and that these are these are the goals you have. So we're adjusting things and and you know, with that, I with 
with more running, I get more carbs. Yay. I was just about to ask. So did he alter your so calories is, and carbs like yes, just around we, your workouts or we've, we've upped my protein to, to, to preserve muscle. Um, and we've upped my carbs to keep the metabolism going and to, and to keep me from getting hungry, yeah. getting hangry and eating, you know, out of house and home when I get home from things and, That's awesome. and don't make wise choices because yeah. I'm just hungry and I don't care. <laughs> And it's so nice to have someone that's doing that work for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, for me, that was, you know, that was a big thing. So I'd, I'd, I'd come in the Spartan smoothies. I'd done the challenges. I was, I was working out. I was, you know, following things, but I wasn't truly following the nutrition plan as closely as I needed to. I mean, particularly I would say in you know, the, the off work hours, the evening hours, um, you know, dinners and, and certainly desserts and, you know, and still, you know, having that glass of wine. And so, um, and this time, like we, you, the self-proclaimed, we heard you say, I'm not giving that up ever. (laughs) The, well, the queen of maintenance. maintenance. Yeah. So So we're seeing this, you know, you're coming in, you're doing your body scans and nothing like is changing. Nothing's moving. Nothing. Nothing's moving. It's like just, you are, yeah. you were literally the queen of just, maintenance. Yeah. It's just staying right there. So, um, yeah. So it was, you know, about this time last year that I was like, okay, so I'm just going to enjoy the holiday season, finish this out. And then January, you know, I, I started to, to focus about, you know, the nutrition plan a little more. And then probably somewhere in maybe February, I was just like, okay, what, what, you know, what if we don't have a glass of wine every night or most nights, you know, yeah. what if, what if we don't do that? Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it was in its, what clicked and, and in for, there? Like, what was it in that, in that beginning of the year of this year that you said, okay, I'm ready to see some change. It was mainly, if you're going to work this hard, then I want to see the results. Simple enough. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, if you're going to put in this much effort, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's okay. It's it's it, it is time to put up or shut up. You know, or what is it they say? You know, it's time to uh, you know fish or cut bait. <laughs> I thought you were going to say shit or get off the pot. <laughs> another one I love. Another friend of mine always says, um, "Paint or get off the ladder." And, you know, <laughs> Y'all can choose any one of those. Any one of those. But basically, you know, was it Shawshank Redemption's thing? Get busy living or get busy dying. I mean, like one or the other. Like, but it's time to make a choice. Yes. You know, you're you're if you're gonna if you're gonna do all these things, then you then you need to do it yeah and here's the thing when it comes or you need to come to the acceptance that this is it and that this is okay you either need to get okay with it that's right or you need to really do it exactly Um, exactly and when you're when you're dialed in like because if you're if you were anything like me like i'll dial it all in and there's just certain things i am still not going to get rid of (laughs) and back with me when I decided that I was just going to be done with alcohol altogether, it was just more effort to moderate than it was. I mean, my case was definitely way further down the extreme, um, but I, I removed everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pretty much isolated myself from <laughs> everyone because everyone else was the problem. Yeah. It wasn't just nutritional for me. It was <laughs> everyone else was the problem. Everything else was the problem. And that could not be it. so once you remove everything so it's kind of like that nutritionally once you dial everything else in and you're still keeping that glass or two or possibly three (laughs) glasses of wine in at night some there's something and it may not and and, and i I, 
you know, and maybe it's not wine. Maybe because I'm sure there's people who are like, well, I don't, I don't drink. So what's what's my issue? There's yes, issue. Because I always see those things about people talking about how, well, if you just swapped your creamer for skim milk, you'd lose X number of pounds in a year. And I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't drink coffee that much. And when I do drink <laughs> coffee, I already use skim milk. So what? So what am I supposed to do? You know, <laughs> that's how a good am, point. How am I supposed to do it? Yeah. So. There's something. There's it, something. You know, it's, and it, it could it be, may not be the skim. It could be the ice cream bar you're eating every night. It's it's. I mean, it's, it's really become something self-aware. That, yes, there is something, something that, that seems that you are habitually doing, or that seems harmless. That seems harmless. And it could be. I was kind of shocked by this. Um, it could be the the cheat meal oh, yeah. that you have. You would be shocked, like to know how much is in just a simple cheeseburger and fries. So we had a potluck. Um, week ago at work and everyone brought in delicious foods again most of them seemed harmless we had we had homemade tamales oh my god those are so good (laughs) we had we had oxtail we had um we had little pinwheel roll-up sandwiches we had um i don't know we had all kinds of delicious things those are are obviously my favorites We had the, the oxtail and the tamales were, were the stars of the show. Like I could have, I could have eaten my weight in those, but literally I had I had one savory uh, tamale, I had one sweet tamale, I had like two or three pieces of oxtail, I had like two little roll ups, and they weren't like the Costco roll ups. They're like the little homemade, yeah. little small roll pinwheel roll ups. You know, um, you know, very very small. You know, things that I was like, good. I, I feel like I've gotten something. I've got a very small little spoonful of this, a spoonful of that. You know, and it was my it was my cheat meal day, so I'm like, okay, this is gonna be my cheat meal. This is gonna be good. Oh, I plugged that joker into my fitness pal. <laughs> that was like a 900 calorie meal. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, awareness. Where did all those calories come yeah. from? It was just one little tamale. <laughs> you know? So, you know, to your point, I mean, I think it is, you know, uh, and I, and I know there's there's different dichotomies on on. Um, you know, on whether or not you should track things. And I think I, I can see how being a person who tends to go all or nothing and, and does tend to overdo things, I can see how you can become obsessive about tracking your food and and that becoming, you know, more of a of a of a weakness than a strength. But I think it is good to to do some tracking especially if if you can't figure it out, if you're not sure what your glass of wine is, if you're not sure what your creamer in the coffee is. Measure it. Measure measure your things out. You would be surprised. See what it is because and and because it'll it'll show itself. It will. You know. And and you'll be like, huh. Measure your creamer out. (laughs) That'll be an eye opener. opener. Measure your peanut butter. That's an eye opener. Peanut butter, yeah. Yeah. So A serving of peanut butter is like just wave the peanut butter in front of your nose. And I know. There you go. I've there been able <laughs> to have an English muffin with eight grams of peanut butter, which is a half a tablespoon. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> half a tablespoon. <laughs> You're pretty much dipping the knife in. <laughs> and it's surprised. Yeah. Once you spread it out, it actually oh, sure, does yeah. well. But he did just increase my peanut butter to 16 grams, which is a full tablespoon. But... Eight grams of peanut butter, you're like, yeah. I mean, if I tried to eyeball that. Yeah. Oh, a lot. Some things, particularly vegetables, I've found, <laughs> tend, tend to be a lot less than what you think they are. 
which is why I guess surprise, surprise. I know it sounds crazy to some people like, like why would you measure your vegetables? Um, because I don't want to eat any more than I need to. Okay. I've also learned which ones, which ones are more dense. Um, cauliflower weighs more than broccoli after you cook it. <laughs> so, you know, if you mix the two together, then you really don't have to eat that much of them. That's good to know. <laughs> yes. But, you know, there's different things like that, you know, that it was like, oh, I mean, I got to put more broccoli in the container. Is this thing broken? <laughs> because I just put chicken in here and we filled up the chicken weight really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, it is, I think it is a useful tool. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is a tool. You know, having a coach is a tool. Having, having a plan is a tool. And it's, you know. But it's it's it goes back to any tool. You've got to you've got to use the tool, and you probably need to get yourself ready to, for the fact that you're going to have to learn to use the tool. Yes, some tools they are, can. Some tools may be you know intuitive, and some tools may not be. But if you know if someone handed you a crescent wrench and a nail and a piece of wood, you're going to have a hard time nailing it. You could nail it in with the crescent <laughs> wrench, but it's going to be a lot harder than if you used a hammer. Yeah. And depending on what you're hammering into and what kind of nail you have, there's a gazillion kinds of hammers. You might need a specialty hammer in order to, to, to nail it in. So it's, you know, it's ready yourself for the fact that it's, it's going to be a learning curve. Get ready to give yourself some grace. I love that. Get ready to find some grit mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're going to need both, yeah. you know, to really, truly dial it in and, and, and get your goals and, and to be ready for, you know, maybe finding out that something that you really do want to hang on to, you don't need to hang on to. But, I mean, I can say you'll, you'll be surprised at, at how much some of those things are just habit. You don't really need them. That's true. Um, you know, I mean, one of, the, one of the tricks I've used is, you know, I have a lot of really pretty wine glasses that I like that I would get out each night. I still get them out each night. There's no rule that says you have to put wine in a wine glass. Exactly. <laughs> The, the, the wine glass police are not at my door. <laughs> I'm there to confiscate my goods because I'm not putting wine in that them. That is true. <laughs> you know? So, you know, and I find something else. I like kombucha. So I have a little glass of kombucha in the evening in my wine glass. And, you know, and it we've feels, talked about the sparkling waters, the different have, flavors. Yes. And so that's usually what goes in there next is <laughs> some sparkling water, yeah. you know, and then just some water with some lemon or some lime or whatever it needs, a piece of fruit, something to make it feel fancy. You know, you can you you can still make it celebratory. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you want to cut something out, then by all means, you know, cut. But if you want to reduce you know things like for me you know wine or or alcohol generally in general now is sort of you know a special occasion thing it's going to be a celebratory thing it's going to be something that is is worth the the effort to me yeah um you know not having it regular has also made me very aware of of how it influences my body chemistry so for me it's like okay well is is whatever I want to have this for worth the the change that's coming that the altering of my of the body chemistry because you, yeah, you can feel it you can feel it now yeah. when it's removed for long enough yeah and then you do consume it it's definitely a yeah. good opportunity for some and data it, collecting and that is the same way with with other foods oh, absolutely <laughs> your stomach does not your digestive system is not prepared for those foods that you maybe yep. used to eat particularly fats yes like once you really reduce fats your digestive system does not like be having a bunch of them dumped on it <laughs> and we've talked before when it's time for a cheat meal or a refeed or whatever um just because we go to bed so early our our dinner time and our bedtime is 
abnormally close together. <laughs> so sometimes we will have the cheeseburger and the fries yeah. shortly before bed. And Keith, especially, sometimes he'll just be sitting on the couch. He's like, I just got to hang out here for a little while because my heart <laughs> is racing. It's got, yeah. It's so that's how his body yeah. yeah, is reacts. And mine does too, to an extent, but he's a little more in tune with it. I'm just yeah. that tired that I'm like... <laughs> I'll deal. Just deal with it, buddy. I'll deal with it. (laughs) But yeah, when you're not used to consuming certain things, whether it's alcohol or sugar or the fats or just different foods in general, I mean, if you cut out gluten for long enough and you add that in, then your body is going to have a little reaction to it. And, you know, you just have to get to know what the cues are and what the trigger foods are. And like you said, ask yourself, is it going to be worth the feeling that I'm going to feel afterwards? (laughs) I'm going to feel after. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I love that. So ever since that was cut out, how have you been feeling? I believe that's when rubber kind of hit the road. Yeah. I mean, that's when, you know, change, you know, you made changes and change occurred. Because we started (laughs) seeing it and we were like, what's happening to Kat? (laughs) What is she doing? Like our wheels started turning. We're like, she was queen of maintenance for all of this time. And all of a sudden, like. I'm seeing muscle on you that I've never seen before. Yeah, I'm also seeing a new confidence in you <laughs> yeah. that I've never seen before, which is amazing. Which is great. I mean, and, and that's, you know, I posted up a picture on my Instagram yesterday from a, a race picture, a Disney race picture from eight years I ago, saw from that. 2015. Yeah. Um, that was the very beginning of what I, what I call my year of running. Um, and I think I did five Disney races that year, which is, which is a lot. That's a lot of trips. So that one is in Disneyland. So, yeah, so I, I did think I did two Disneylands and three Disney Worlds that wow. year. So, me and the mouse were good friends. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so, but I, I, I kept thinking that, you know, as, as my weight was getting, we hit my goal weight and then, and then kind of hit, you know, farther. And it was like, okay, well, well, gosh, the last time I, I weighed this weight and, and, you know, ladies, especially we got to get, we got to get out of our heads when it comes oh. to that number on the stupid scale. We do. I still, I still battle it. So I am literally preaching to myself on this one, but it is, it's hard. It is. But yeah. So I kept thinking like, oh, well, you know, you haven't weighed this much since you were doing like all that running. And then I like found a picture, that picture that I'd posted up with a side by side, um, after working out with Jennifer one day and, um, because I remembered that picture. I loved that picture um, after the race with my medal. And I thought I looked really good in that picture. <laughs> and you did? I loved, I loved my costume for that. It was one of my favorite running costumes. I was the ringmaster. We did a villains for the 10K. It was another 10K half marathon challenge. We did villains for 10K. And we did um, uh, we did a Dumbo theme. Um, I was Timothy the mouse for the half marathon. <laughs> so um, <laughs> me with my five foot nine self was a mouse. So, you know. But, but yeah, so I loved that one and I found that picture and, and I immediately noticed that my arms did not have the muscle. And I was like, wow, it's like, so you weigh what you weigh now and knowing, you know, that muscle is denser, you mm-hmm. know, than, than fat. I was like, so like, you're really fitter, you're healthier, yeah. you're, you're in a much better wellness place than you were then. Oh, what a cool you know? feeling. And yes. it was just like, oh, that feels, that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Here you are, you know, 50 is on the horizon and you're, and you're really getting in, in the best shape. And in that post, so. you said something along the lines of you wanted to look strong. I want to look strong. And that's my big thing is I really, you know, 
I wouldn't go so far as say skinny is a bad word. I know that some people are like skinny is a bad word, but I, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be skinny. I want to be strong. I want, I want, I want to look fit. I want to look healthy, you know, and that's, you know, that for me means having, having some muscle, having some muscle tone. And, and as we age, muscle is, is very important for your bone density and for healthy bones as you get older. And, you know, I want to be that, that other little, you know, main that you see going around. That's like, it's better to be the youngest person or the oldest person in the gym than the youngest person in the nursing home. Love that. like yes yes that that is that is the goal there you know i'll be the old lady at the gym i don't care (laughs) that's gonna be me i don't want to be the whippersnapper in the nursing home that's right right. so so yeah so it's it's been it's been great and it's you know and and i think it's also important to to build yourself you know a community um you know your, your circle is important what you digest, who you're listening to, who you're seeing is, is important. So if you're, you know, whatever your goals are, you know, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that, that have like-minded goals, um, because they're gonna, they're gonna push you forward. Um, you know, I mean, if you, and and that's why I, I really refer to it sort of my wellness community. Yeah. A lot of times I'll say, especially in like, you know, if I'm doing, you know, getting in my feels and doing some sort of transformation post of some sort, you know, that it's, you know, it, it does take a village. So, you know, I do have, you know, a coach and I have a trainer and I have, you know, a mindset coach and I have, you know, I have all these people. And then I just have my circle of, of fitness friends right. <laughs> you know yeah, all of that matters so, so it, much it all just matters and you know and no one roots for you more than someone else who's who's you know who truly is in the arena with you yeah um you know they 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 also recognize that they are in competition with themselves they're not in competition with you exactly and they are rooting for you in your competition with yourself yeah you know and um and it's just it's it's helpful, you know, I mean, it is inspiring, but it is, it is the support that you need. And, and it's just, it's, it's everything to have, you know, a circle of your, of your friends, of your family. I mean, having, you know, having farmer bees support is, is just instrumental, you know, because, you know, there are things, obviously I'm not, if I'm going to work, you know, to the office, we're back in the office and, and have been for a while. And if I'm coming, you know, driving from Atlanta and stopping at the gym to get that workout in, then I'm not getting home exactly at the same time. Right. And that means dinner is not going to be at the same time. And, you know, and, and maybe, maybe dinner isn't, you know, all the things all the time. Right. <laughs> just yeah. we're having. Luckily he, he just naturally, and I, I wish I had this more. He just naturally enjoys healthier foods. Oh, and, that is so and good. Naturally does not. He just, he really doesn't like fast food. He doesn't really like fatty foods. He doesn't really like greasy foods. So, I mean, he is a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Give him some chicken and rice and he's happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, so that works. So that helps. that helps. That helps quite a bit. That helps. <laughs> just, just, leave the cauliflower off (laughs) (laughs) well it sounds like you are on just such a good path yeah and i am so excited to see what this next year is gonna bring because the possibilities are just they're just open and and endless you know when you flip that switch switch that flip flip that switch switch. There's just so many possibilities when you turn the page. (laughs) Yes. And you do. It just sounds like that you've got everything just dialed in. And I know that there's ways that you can dial in even more because that's just how it goes. And I know that you're just going to continue to do that. And you do just have such a positive and empowering light. 
and you just spread that all over. Like every time I make a post, for goodness sakes, you were like one of the first people there. And I do consider you to be in my close circle of support. And I can't thank you enough for that because it's definitely on on my road. It (laughs) has definitely been bumpy and has not been the easiest. So having your support um, and everyone else's has just meant the world. So before we close out, if you had to sum up, if you just had to give one piece of advice to someone who just wants to make some better choices in their health and wellness journey, what would that be? It is, it is so cliche, (laughs) but it really is. Well, they're cliches for a reason. That's right. It is really is start where you are. Yeah. Just, just start. I mean, you don't have to wait for January one. And guess what? If January 1 comes by and you haven't started, January 2 works just as good. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. December 14th works just as good. I mean, whatever date, just start where you are, but start. You know, don't don't let your hang-ups of the way you think it's supposed to happen or the way it has to happen. It's going to happen however it happens. That's right. The, the only way through it is through it. <laughs> that is right. I so know. Just just start where you are. Start with what you have, doing what you can. And, and let it progress from there. I love that. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank Whew. you so much for having okay. me. This was fun. It was fun. I was like, okay, once we settled in, we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. All right, Kat. We thanks should have some for car coming. background noise. It's a bit faster. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks right. for tuning in. Thanks.